Today I'm speaking to the part of us and those of us and the part of us in us, but the part of us in the collective as well that came here to be a light, to be of service. And instead of feeling that they're doing that is, or always feeling that they're doing that is feeling pain and frustration and hurts and wounds and kind of stuck in those stories and the kind of constant, the feeling of kind of constant having to work on them or heal them or cleanse them and that they keep coming back up, whether they're this life or other lives and much of what's coming up now actually isn't about this life, but it attaches to this life and the way that the brain and the nervous system make that happen more uh, than, than is useful. And what I want to say to that part of us collectively and individually is that all of that pain and frustration that we feel can actually be connected, can sort of bypass all the stories, not in a way of like ignoring, you know, where, where we need to, where something actually is a hurt that needs attending to, but we can just sort of skip past all of the stories because that pain and frustration that we feel can all be connected to the degree that we feel clear and capable of being that light, that unique to our own individual soul's light that we came here to be, that we came here to express, that we came here to transmit. I want us to really be thinking about that now in the context of some really profound shifts that have happened in the planetary energy. And we're in a, like a change point. And as we move into the years ahead, there are going to be many, many, many humans that are going to have profound challenges with the external circumstances because the new energies that are coming in and the new world that's coming in and the evolutionary leaps and shifts that are happening for the planet and for the humans that are interested in that doesn't happen overnight. It's not like walking from one room into another. And the restructuring and building of new systems in the human body as well as in the kind of collective body requires lots of kind of work if you will right things need to be dismantled things need to be removed things need to be reset um, need to be kind of put into new form or pulled away so that there's space to kind of build in the new pieces whatever those are going to be and that process can be um, can cause great discomfort the but it's not a process for those of us that are now in this place of i'm here to be the light my unique special soul light and i know that even if i don't know the how of it or the story of it i know that sense of purpose is in me that sense of calling and craving is in me it's no longer about the old healings, the old stories. 
This is about what are we building when we're here at this kind of the bleeding edge, the newest innovation edge. And you can think about any stories about disruptive technology uh, and innovation where something comes along that's just like, you know, and seismic shifts and seismic changes to whatever the old models were in a way that just can hardly even be predicted, except for possibly a few people who are kind of working at that vanguard. And you are working at that vanguard. So you have a little bit of a one foot in both worlds, so to speak, the world to come and the world that was. Most people think that the world that was is the world that is, and that can make things difficult. I'll come back to that in a minute. As we're doing what we're doing, as we're going along our path to bring to, to kind of bring up into ourselves more capacity to kind of be that light, to express that light that wants to come through in a unique way as kind of our unique mm, kind of microcosm or fractal of life force that wants to come through us in, in the unique way that only we can bring through. It can feel like the things that I am able to bring into form or that I can imagine bringing into form from this awareness of what's coming up, they feel too small to this larger task or mm, unveiling, unfolding of new world that I feel called to help make, but it seems so big. And these little things, they feel like they might in the moment feel that feels really big. And then we kind of look at it and we're like, that's not big enough. That's not good enough. And then woo, spiral down into a bad story about it. But when we look at them also, the imageries that have been coming through for me in the last day about this are that they're like little islands. That what we're bringing through, whatever the form is, they're like these little islands and they can feel like, oh, here's this one little tiny island alone in this huge ocean and it's not enough. It's not enough land or it's not high enough or whatever, this tiny little lonely island. But there may be other little islands that you're bringing in. And as you're connecting more and more to other vanguard folks, other vanguard beings, like in here and other places, they're also bringing in their islands as well. And if we pull back just a little bit and relax a little bit into the life force itself, into that sort of the larger stream and uh, kind of embrace and kind of comfort and care of that larger life force, and we let it which happens through going into the body in many ways is the only way sometimes to access that. Not the only, but one of the better ways, I think, while we're in human containers. We can relax into that and then we can see from higher up, oh, all these different little islands that seem tiny and alone and lonely are part of an archipelago. That under the surface of the water, they're all connected. And that in the future, as these kind of 
floodwaters of chaos and fear that have built up over hundreds of years of mankind's separation from life force, separation from nature, separation from earth. That chaos and fear has flooded in, flooded in, flooded in, flooded in until there was nothing. And now the little lights are coming in, the vanguard lights of you and me and others making these little islands, but they are underneath, they are connected like an archipelago. And as the floodwaters of fear and chaos recede over the coming years, the connectedness of these islands will become more and more apparent. And it is not our requirement to know what those connections are now or how to make those connections or to get all wrapped up in the details of them. It is ours to just trust the sensation underneath the mind, underneath the intellect, underneath the worry. We feel the truth of that connectedness. As I was telling it to you just a moment ago, you felt it in your, in the kind of gut, in the kind of in your body, you felt, yes, yes, the connectedness is already there. And it will be revealed as those floodwaters recede. And they will recede. And the pace of that receding will be varied depending on where you're at and how much kind of elevation you had to begin with. Um, and you know, what are the what's the landscape, you know, energetically around you. When we think about the the way in which there's like a returning as well that happens with the floodwaters receding, where one of the images that came through for me around this um, today was this idea of how one of the islands that was covered was the island of Avalon from the Camelot and Lady of the Lake and Arthurian and the sword mythologies and Avalon in the mythologies receded into the mist when man no longer cherished her. And so Avalon and many other islands will come back and you're bringing them back through your light. The, the kind of the new energies that are coming in and the releasings that they're making possible for us that are happening at such a fast pace in these last couple of years um, uh, in particular, they are, yes, helping us to kind of heal from old things, but more importantly, they're rearranging us physically to open to a new way of bringing in light biologically. It's part of the evil leap of the human species that is you know, gonna be a long journey along with the planets, but we're at the very beginning of it and there are early shifts that are happening. And I have told you before to think about this a little bit like a, a human photosynthesis where there's a capacity to allow that energy to come in and be converted directly into sort of fuel or resource in some way. 
And what I now have awareness of is that the way to think about the next version of this is that light coming in, you're then doing this kind of photosynthesis process internally in order for it to then shine back out again, to be that light. And there's no doing attached to that. There's no how to, there's no plan, there's no action. You don't need, there's no nothing, you don't need to do a single thing to just allow that light to shine back out and be that light. It's a, it's a human bioluminescence that by default becomes available because you have allowed and received and supported the kind of restructuring of your internal energetic conduits and channels and receptors and whatnot, energy systems. These are letting us kind of have more access, more direct embodied access more easily to the life force that is animating everything, that animates the world and all things in it and ourselves and our bodies and everything and that is, um, that is kind of the divine in motion, that is love in motion, that is um, also um, very much the divine feminine, the creation energy, the creation waves. I have been thinking about it as the green and the green of the energy of the earth, the being of the earth, and also the same green that is the green in the heart center and the energy centers. And there's also a, a teal, a lighter teal coming in from that that I shared with you before. And so that's kind of weaving into it as well. But this green, this life force is, is here and present. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to that in a minute. So as we've been doing this work, this kind of releasing work and this healing work, We've been often filtering that work through all the old world paradigms, the old world stories. Now, whether those are the old world, story, world stories from our own life, right? The things that happened to me when I was younger in this human life, or the things that happened in past lives, or the things that happened kind of on in kind of other earth timelines, whether those are real or archetypal doesn't matter, right? But the whole kind of like Lemuria fall, Atlantis fall, though, you know, whatever, right? It doesn't matter. Those are old world stories and old world paradigms, whether they're our own human story, past life stories about us individually, or other world archetypes. And it's time that we can, if we want to, and when we're ready, we can let those go. We don't have to let them go. They may still be important to us. And it's an individual process and choice for when do we want to do that. But the availability is here now in the energies for us to not have to rework that over and over again as we're moving forward doing work. It doesn't mean that we aren't going to have work to do. It, I'm going to get to that in a minute, but it's going to be from a different place. So if we choose to let them go, if we understand that they don't need any more attention from us in order to be letting go, the image that came through for me around this is to gather them up with absolute love and respect for 
all that everyone involved in them has been through. And to then kind of send them off in um, like a Viking funeral process, like to put them in a big, beautiful Viking funeral pyre boat, all of them, and like send them off into the water burning and like with huge love and respect, like the warrior funeral, you know, of all that they've been through, all the fighting, all the warrioring, all of the suffering, all of the heroics. And there have been so many heroics and you know that the heroics inside us as much as the heroics in the planet and everything else, letting them go with love. I had shared with you uh, the transmission that I received very recently about a kind of a, I was referring to it as a sort of barnacleization at the base of the heart and at the base of the brain that could be kind of um, vibrated away and that the kind of barnacleization of these two sort of centers inside the human container was keeping them kind of docked forcibly, like, like the barnacleization is almost sort of like a cementing in uh, to a certain place energetically in our energetic structure. And that one of the byproducts of that was that it was causing tension with our solar plexus energy beneath the heart space that was ready to expand out, but kind of kept like hitting the ceiling of this clunking, you know, clunking up against this barnacleization at the bottom of the heart space. And that there's a very specific light channel, new light channel that's in place now between the bottom of the brain and the bottom of the heart um, that has this very like pure, sharp diamond crystalline energy to it. And that it's not quite, it wasn't quite freed because of this barnacleization experience. And so with this kind of vibratory, just kind of like shaking it out, removing it, it's freed and the heart space and the brain space can sort of pop up and float in their proper place in a kind of a zero gravity kind of way. And then that channel can sort of whoom, light up properly where it's before it was kind of like, eh, 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 you know, and kind of poking in at the high heart space that's in between. Um, and then there's room for the solar plexus to open. And um, in that sharing, there was kind of a, there was sort of some confusion around how to think about removing that barnacleization. And I think that there was a possible pull towards, let's think about that barnacleization as one more old thing that wants to be removed. And what's come through today about that is no. If that's true for you and that was helpful, great. But for some of us, no, it's not that. That actually, this is simply the barnacleization of, it's not our individual story. It's the human collective. It's the, it's the barnacleization due to the human environment. The human environment that we have created for ourselves by poisoning the life force. And so the work to kind of open that those energy spaces again, as we're done 
with that transmission. And as we may still be working on in these next few days of kind of really helping that to happen is about, what do I want to say, kind of liberating that aspect of our inner kind of energetic structures from one of the layers of essentially human pollution is how I'm thinking about it right now. Energetic pollution due to, you know, I mean, when we think about kind of just the sort of the eco side effects and the disconnect from life force nature and the planet. And what I want us to do is to think about future clearings like this that come up, whether they come to you in other forms from other beings, from me, from yourself, from guidance, um, choose the new world paradigm instead of the old world stories as a way for your brain and nervous system to understand what you're doing as you're allowing these new radical vanguard bleeding edge things to happen within you. Choose the new story and approach the these kind of activities, if you will, integrations, activations, clearings from the perspective of, oh, it's a new, it's a new level available to me of opening for light and energy and magic technology and skillfulness to be available for my light to become bigger or stronger or new colors to be added into it. And for my capacity for that kind of the receiving of it and the transmission back out of it, that human bioluminescence process is beginning and really just focusing on what is my light I am one of these islands. Let me be a lighthouse island. And thinking about your work also as all being those islands. Like I think of each of you as those islands, right? That those are islands that I've supported um, and contributed to the, the kind of the height and the, 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 the luminescence of what you're doing. And it's impossible for me to know all of the ways in which there will be new islands contributed from by you as a result of that, right? And there's this interconnectedness of our work in that way, right? Back to the archipelago. What all of this kind of shifting does when we kind of bring it back into the internal, like me, human experience, what it has done for me that I will share um, because I feel that this story that is, could be about like just my human feels that it's what she has told me, this inner aspect of me is no, you must now tell this to others because others have this as well within them and they may tweak you know, the, the frame of it, but they need it. And so this is really about, it started for me, I guess how I'll say it is that my awareness of this started as my inner five-year-old having a communication with me of a very different nature than she had ever had with me before. And she was, she kind of came in with this very like, very kind of cranky and um, irritable and bossy uh, kind of nature around, I was being very sort of tentative, very hesitant about something and very kind of looking to someone else for validation. And she was like, basically kind of came in 
with a sort of five-year-old version of what the fuck are you doing with this play school kindergarten bullshit? We have like a galactic PhD and this is so boring. And that was her five-year-old complaint was she was so bored with me. She was just like, oh, I'm so bored with you. I am so bored with this. And it was hilarious. And I was like, you know, I had never had a communication like that from her. She felt so strong and wild and untamed and integrated and complete and calm and just like expressing like her just just absolute no patience um, for this and was just like, get your shit together because that's boring as fuck. Like, let's go do. And I know that those words sound like older, but there's this way in which this five-year-old energy was super strong, but from a place of deep wisdom of like many, 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 many lives of wisdom. Like I, I before I've talked about this idea of like the innocence that you can reclaim after wisdom, it was that. And I have touched upon that before, but I've never really communicated with it in such a in such a really visceral way before. And it was really good. And so she, I have to look at, at a note that I have about this to make sure that I kind of say this correctly, what she, what she wanted from me, right? And so she was telling me to go underneath my attachments to the external behaviors or outcomes to go underneath into an internal space that isn't paying any attention to anything external that does not care about clients or worldly contributions or business success or you know things sold or you know lives impacted or any of it right to go deep down inside and underneath where my own being where your own being's life force is across all lives, which only wants to express its fullest, most whole self. It craves this and only this to express that life force, to let go of attachments to all of these external life metrics and to go into this inside life force, this green that animates the earth and our heart centers and say to her, yes, I submit to this desire with everything I have and everything I am. I give this my steadfast devotion. And when I did that, I was just like streaming tears, weeping, like just my whole face and neck and chest covered with just this beautiful just streaming tears of relief and yes. And the relief is what I really want you to hear about. I don't know if you're feeling any of this yet inside. I don't know what your awakening, strong five-year-old leader is going to tell you if it's going to be this or something different, but I encourage you to really take the aspect of you that she's speaking to as this representative of this divine life force and say, I submit because it is our exhausted, distorted, disconnected, unloved masculine that is kind of trying to carry this other shit around. And all that aspect of us wants is to connect 
to and be loved by and be allowed into that life force. And what it takes for that to happen is to just submit to it and to say, yes, my whole troth to you, milady, I am here in steadfast devotion to this. And this is my whole intention. And then we can release our attachments to the stories about the how at this time. And for us in the vanguard, that's very important right now in these few days in particular, but also in the future as well. And just setting them free, like little bits and bobs that you're just putting into deep space to just float away gently. You know, like if you ever see space images and you just sort of, oh, send that little, you know, wrench off. Oh, I missed it. It just boom, floating off into space. And so this is where kind of where we're at is that there's this emergence, it feels, of this kind of, I'm thinking of it a little bit as sort of the cosmic planetary vanguard of kind of these island builders, these kind of island raisers that are the expressions of our life force, of our light, of that bioluminescence. And now our task is really the capacity to experience that new luminescence in devotion to the expression of life force. Um, and, and, the, and there may be sort of expansions of awareness and capacity as well, but also from the material, there is a increasing challenge for us around how to cope with having a foot in two worlds. And this is going to have to be some of our next work when we think about kind of our like, quote unquote, work for ourselves, on ourselves going forward. There's this expansion of our energetic and magic capacities within, which is the beautiful, joyful part. And then the kind of the harder nuggets are not going to be, I don't feel this like old stuff. Like, I feel like this is mostly gone. There may be little moments where it's like, oh, we have a little thing we can gone, right? But Mostly it's going to be this, I don't even understand how to go be in this 3D world. I'm so in this 5D world. I don't even understand what you, I don't, the systems and the structures of it um, may just be very like confusing or foreign or weird um, in a way that like your brain's like, that doesn't make any sense. Just last week we were doing that just fine, you know, um, or, uh, and then of course at a larger collective sense, the, the, the difficulties of the external collective around us and to what extent are we going to allow that to pull us back um, versus holding our role, which is to be the light. And the light isn't going to go and save people. The light is going to help them light up. It's like a, it's like a contagious spark, right? And it lights the way and uh, you know, can help them see through the role model of the light and also the holding of the resonance. And kind of the last piece of the, this being of this cosmic planetary vanguard that as we think about going into um, some of the new moon energies that I, that I have spoken about is as we set our intentions with that new moon and that special 
um, astrological nature of the that new moon with the you know six or seven depending on which perspectives you take of planets that are going to be all in Aquarius at that time and that like 23 degree point um, that that and then we have that Jupiter kind of coming over that point three times in 21 Saturn three times in 22 and again again I think three times in 23 um, and so it's really it's a very strong, potent time for our intention setting for leading up to between now and then, instead of like, oh, let me get out my lists and start like writing, right? J which was like something that I was also like, oh, let me, hmm, how would I? No, just go back into the green, like go into the back of your body, literally, like go into, uh, spend time in stillness and in your body, spend time in movement in your body with the dance, with music, with movement, with breath work, with just sort of touching and feeling nature and allow the ripples of that larger life force to kind of animate you and to fill you and bring in the vision of the future. And however sort of fantastical that vision may be if it fills you up with that light inside and you feel the truth of it as if you're there for that even for a moment then that is the resonance that is yours to hold that is the island or several islands maybe you know that is yours to kind of hold that resonance grab and be in and inhabit that resonance in that future and be it here now in the now so that that is the beacon, right? And your gravitational pull, if you will, of your light as part of that vanguard is so great that it will pull hundreds or thousands that you can't even, you'll never even know about just by you being the light. And then anything else that you might do, you know, to contribute in some other active way, you know, is incredible as well. Um, and so that's kind of our job now, really, is to connect to and then hold, connect to and then hold that resonance, that light here in the now and be the bridge, be the living bridge, be the light bridge. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's the end of that transmission. Yeah.